0: what is up welcome back to the big 12 takeover podcast my name is tyler davis i'm joined as always by the man the myth the legend donnell davis down there in houston texas uh always rocking with some crazy takes about the longhorns um man donnell it's been a crazy day in college football um two really big stories uh One of them is hilarious, and we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. The other, um, I know for you, is a little bit disappointing. Uh, For me, I'm just happy that Baylor is not going to have to play against him, um, at least not in conference play. Um, So, yeah, I mean, let's let's jump right in, right? Let's hit these two stories off the top before we get into our housekeeping and move into our topic. But today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Big 12 expansion. But before that, like I said, we're going to talk about these two news stories. So the first news story I want to talk about is the inevitable boxing match, Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban Uh, today. (laughs) So last night Nick Saban at an event spoke about how Texas A&M maybe broke some bylaws um, and and bought their recruiting class this year. (laughs) Um, Kind of took some shots at Jackson State as well and Coach Prime. Um, Coach Prime spoke out on Twitter as well. I'm sure there will be some conversation about that here uh, in, in the next few days as well. He's already said he's going to make a statement. Um, but this morning, uh, Coach Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M wasted zero time uh, putting a press conference together. And boy, howdy. He uh, he went full scorched earth. He was ready to burn it to the ground. Uh, he wasted no time, Donnell. Did you... Did you, did you get to watch the press conference today?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jimbo was just, for the lack of words, he was pissed off. And rightfully oh, yeah. so. Rightfully so. I mean, Saban broke the unwritten rule. You're not supposed to talk about other teams and their recruiting yeah. or how they get them, no matter how right he was. <laughs>
0: uh, yep.
1: But, yeah, I mean, Jimbo had a right to be pissed off.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the old saying right don't throw stones in glass houses right. um yeah Sabin Saban you know made his comments Jimbo definitely said some things uh maybe pulling some skeletons out of the closet about Sabin, talking about you know go where he's been look what he's done uh you want to talk about parody like one of the lines that stood out to me you want to talk about parody uh there never was parody he says Saban gets the advantage aka he's paying for players always has been um it's kind of crazy, you know. He says, "I think what a lot of people have always thought," um, but you're right. I think he kind of, you know, that that game Octo- in October is looking like it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, I assume I assume Bama is going to stomp a hole in Texas A and M come October. Um, I can't wait to watch or that. Or be the other way around,
1: Jimbo. <laughs> they might yeah, who, them know, who knows? Enough that they stomp them out. Hey. <laughs> Like they did. Who this knows, past season. man?
0: There, that game is going to be uh, absolute lava fire television yeah. that week. It's going to be awesome. The ratings for that are going to be insane. Um, I kind of had this thought in my mind. I thought it was super funny. I tweeted it out. Didn't get the traction I thought it would. Um, <laughs> but I asked the question: How long will it take for Jake Paul to try to get Saban versus Jimbo on the undercard of his next <laughs> boxing match? Um, I could. I, I know Jake Paul's thinking about it. That dude's, a, that dude's a businessman. He's always thinking of something off the wall. Um, can't stand the guy, but whatever. I, I would pick
1: Jimbo, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Like, science would say Jimbo. Uh, he's he's 14 years younger. But my goodness, man, two 60-, two 70-year-old men arguing like school school kids, just pointing fingers, calling each other names. Just crazy, man. College football got lit on fire today. I am very excited to watch how this kind of plays out. I know that's SEC land. What's up?
1: I said that's the drama we didn't think we needed.
0: Right? Yeah. It was. It was like the thing that I saw it because Lane Kiffin tweeted it out, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, Jimbo is going to have a press conference. This is crazy." Um, but no, it was. It was so much fun. Uh, this is. This is awesome. I. I can't wait to see this thing kind of play out. Um, but moving on, um, there. There was another story today. That I know you um, were kind of keeping an eye on closely because Texas was in the running for one Jordan Addison, uh, the transfer wide receiver from Pitt. Um, And he had this to say today. I'm just going to read his statement here. Uh, The last few weeks have been very difficult. I struggle with my decision as to whether I should exercise my right to enter the portal. Student athletes have not always had that opportunity and I made that choice. I am and will always be grateful to the University of Pittsburgh, to Coach Narduzzi, all my coaches, past and present, the faculty, the fans, supporters, but especially to all my teammates, I love them. Winning an ACC championship is ours forever. Those true friendships will last. A part of me will always be H2P. I have now carefully considered the advice of my family and close friends and fully weighed both the risks and benefits associated with my decision. I also respect that others may make a different choice, but for me, I will continue my full development as a student athlete by enrolling at USC. Much love, always, J.A. So, Donnell, what was your first thought when you heard this? Were you were you surprised? Were you sad? Were you frustrated? I mean, you're a Texas fan. It was rum- heavily rumored that it was down to Texas and USC. Um, what was the first thing that came to mind?
1: I mean, it was just mixed feelings, you know. Uh, you'd love to have a talent like that. I mean, 1,500 yards, you said it. He's he's a he's an extreme talent. He's probably going to go in the first round in the draft next year, and you would love a guy like that on your team because that changes the whole dynamic of the team. But uh, I'm not too mad. I'm not too sad about it. We we have a Jaya Hall still coming in, uh, but it's also a good decision by by Addison. I think when you look at it, you don't know what Quinn or Card. You don't know who's going to play quarterback. You don't know who if they're even good to be quite frank, but you know what Caleb yeah. Williams, you know, you know what Caleb Williams brings to the table, you know, what Lincoln Riley does with receivers, even though Sark does j- just as good as getting receivers open. Uh, but yeah, he, he did what's best for him to keep his draft stock high. And he probably got paid pretty nicely.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the NIL, I think will forever be, you know, kind of part of this thing moving forward. Um, and it'll be talked about for a long time. Um, I think Jordan Addison going to USC was honestly from a fit perspective, I thought this was the best school and landing spot for him. Um, it gives him the opportunity to eat and raise that draft stock as well as make some money. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought this was going to be the decision all along. Um, and and he ends up landing at USC with you know with a good quarterback, an opportunity to shine. Texas's receiver room was just a little too crowded in my mind for them to bring him in. Um, there's too many mouths to feed, as some would say. Um, but no, I mean he's going to be an absolute stud at USC. He'll be fun to watch, regardless. Um, and I wish him the best of luck. I mean, I know, you know, when you transfer, it's a big, it's a big deal. It, it's yeah. a, it's a lot to, you know, especially for him. He's going east coast to west coast. Um, you know, it, it'll be an adjustment, but life just got better, baby.
1: Life just got better. <laughs>
0: yeah he'll fit right in uh with lincoln riley and in in that group um yeah it was it was pretty it was kind of a foregone conclusion when you looked at his his follows on social media it was all usc players um here recently so good for him um we'll Great see decision. kind of what happens for him moving forward um but uh, if, if you have nothing left about Jordan Addison, I want to jump into some housekeeping, uh, and then we'll get down into this uh, Big 12 expansion talks here. So uh, as always, we are the Big 12 Takeover Podcast, part of the Takeover Sports Network over on YouTube. Be sure to go subscribe, like the videos. We got shows in every facet. We actually are adding an HBCU show. Um, that should be kicking off here real soon. That's going to be awesome. Um, we got a draft show. We got... Big Ten takeover, SEC takeover with NoShawn Moreno and Tavares King and Blaine Gilmer. Um, we got we got all the shows you need. Um, we got an NBA show right now. You know we got the conference finals going on. Those guys are pumping out content. We got we got everything you could think of. Um, be sure and go over there, find the show you like, uh, subscribe, follow along. Uh, you can also follow the network on Twitter at TakeoverPods. Um, that's where you'll get all your announcements. You'll get some commentary on what's going on in the wide world of sports. Um, And then you can follow us on Twitter at Big12Takeover. That's at Big12Takeover. We'll be tweeting about what what we're doing that week on the show. We'll be tweeting about um, just the goings-on of the Big 12, the news that comes out, you know, like the Jordan Addison thing. Um, We'll be tweeting about, you know, the the conference as a whole, uh, and and we'll try to keep you updated there as well. So follow along. Um, If you ever want to, you know, interact with us, shoot us a DM, you know, respond to us on Twitter. Uh, We love talking to people. We love, you know, getting questions. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, So please be sure to follow along, send us a message, say what's up. Uh, We'll always be there to answer. Um, And then my favorite part every week is to tell you our sponsor. So we here at TakeOver Sports Network have teamed up with prize picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is an easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made, fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries. For example, you can take the over on Anthony Rizzo hits combined with the under on Jimmy Butler points in the same entry. PrizePix offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. PrizePix has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play Daily Fantasy, be sure to check out PrizePix. And don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so they know we sent you. That's PrizePix, promo code TAKEOVER. All right, Donnell, let's talk Big 12 expansion. Um, it was announced last year, the, the thing that kicked this whole thing off, Texas and Oklahoma would be leaving to go join the SEC. This happened on July 26, 2021. Um, their plan is to leave in 2025 when their contracts expire, um, and in parentheses, or sooner. Um, that, Or sooner, what that means is uh, they could potentially negotiate a buyout and move to the SEC as early as 2023. Um, There's a lot of discussion around that. I'm sure as it starts to take shape, we will know. Um, But in in response to that, the Big 12 announced on September 10th, 2021, they had four new members join the fold. uh, BYU, UCF, University of Cincinnati, and the University of Houston. Um, they kind of gutted the American Conference, brought four new teams over, or three new teams over, sorry, and BYU, who was an independent, um, agreed to join as well. Um, what do you What do you think of this? I mean, what, you're a Texas fan, right? Like, so, So when this expansion thing started to, or not, sorry, not when the expansion thing happened, but when the rumors about Texas and Oklahoma started to come out, right, they started talking about them joining the SEC. I'll tell you what I thought. <laughs> my first thought is why would they do that other than money? Why would they do that? Like, are they good at, they haven't like, let's be real. Texas has not been good the last several years. No. <laughs> so, so like, was there, I just couldn't get my head around the fact that they're not good enough to play in the, the sec. Um, Oklahoma. That eh, makes a little bit more sense at the time. Uh, but, but yeah, like, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, Texas fan, I know you had some thoughts.
1: Initially, I was very excited because now I'm like, Whew, Texas gets to get out of this conference. This <laughs> conference full of high powered offenses that they gotta face every week. And now they get to go to the SEC and beat up on those losers over there. I mean, <laughs> it just it it's just it makes perfect sense. They're not good in the Big Twelve, they're not good now. They may be good this upcoming season, but they're building a team that can possibly be good in the SEC. Their defensive line class, their offensive line class, has it's great. It's built for the SEC, so I think they're planning for the SEC. Will they be good? I'm not sure, but they're doing it all for money. You can say that because money <laughs> it runs the world. So, yeah, not and I don't think they're going to buy out any sooner than 2025 because Oklahoma's broke and they can't buy themselves out. So unless Texas buys Oklahoma out early too, then we're all stuck in stuck in in this conference until 2025.
0: So you think they're playing out the the they're going to ride out the contract to 2025
1: then? I see no huh. reason why not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that would honestly like my preference would be that they play out the contract just because I think it would make the Big 12 really interesting for a few years. Uh, with the four new teams joining, um, yeah, I mean, I I remember just kind of being shocked that that they were going to leave for the SEC. I knew the money was a huge part of it. Um, I think you make a really good point, though, um, when we, when you talk about Texas and kind of how they they built this year's recruiting class. Um, the problem is, is if we think about that, 2025 is pretty far away. Yeah. Um, I I think that buyout is more real than we think. Uh, I think they could leave as early as next year, 2023. Um, but I mean, you're right. It, you you win in the trenches when it's when it's smash mouth football like what you get in the SEC, um, the Big Ten. Like those schools, they produce D line and O linemen like like hotcakes. Right? Like it, it's just every year you're you're hearing about an SEC offensive lineman going in the top ten in the draft. Um, which Texas needs to uh, start doing <laughs> that. They need to start putting people in the NFL draft. So, um, so, yeah, hopefully this year is the year they get it done. Um, but then Oklahoma obviously also goes, I, I, think, I think this is my favorite part of this, is that Texas and Oklahoma will go together. Um, just because that rivalry is so rich, and it'll add, I think it'll add another really strong rivalry to an already strong SEC, which I think right. is really, really cool. Um, but then the sec obviously is going to reap the fruits of that labor, uh, getting two schools that are very, very good at, uh, let's say, uh, printing money. <laughs> yeah, um, money factories. those schools do really well, uh, in, in TV ratings. Um, so that'll be really good for the sec. Um, but then, like I mentioned on September 10th, they announced the four new members, uh, which are BYU, UCF, university of Cincinnati and university of Houston. Um, we talk about BYU. They're an independent. Um, they played Baylor last year. They're playing Baylor again this upcoming fall. Um, this is, you know, BYU's pretty good. I, I, I don't think this is a team that's ready to um, come in and, and take the Big 12 by storm or anything like that. But they'll be competitive. I think BYU will probably fall somewhere in the middle of the of the Big 12, if, if I'm being honest. Um, but I think BYU's a great addition. Um, and, and, and here in a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to show a map, um, and we'll talk a little bit about kind of how it all fits geographically as well. Um, so then the next school, they add UCF, University of Central Florida, um, University of Central Florida, they have a little bit of a, a black eye from being a group of five school a few years <laughs> back. Um, you know, they went undefeated,
1: national didn't get,
0: apparently. <laughs> yeah, they, they put their own national champion banner up. Um, you know, they kind of felt slighted in, in the sense yeah. that they didn't get an opportunity to play in a New Year's Six Bowl, um, which, I, I mean, I think that's that's fair. I think it's pretty yeah. frustrating when they're as good as they were. Um, that year, they actually played Baylor. Baylor seems to be the school that's going to, you know, bridge all these things together. Um, they played Baylor in the bowl game. I believe it was the Fiesta bowl um, and beat the ever-living crap out of Baylor. It breaks off of them. Um, and that was kind of the wake up call like, hey, we are also good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, UCF, I think, is another really good addition. Uh, University of Cincinnati, I think University of Cincinnati's, you know, they lost a good bit of talent to the NFL this year. Um, oh, at least they're big names. Um, they had a couple guys transfer as well, wow. but Cincinnati's a pretty good addition. They're a well coached team, they have a really good atmosphere at home. Um, I like the addition of, I think Cincinnati's my favorite ad to the conference of the four so far. Um, I I just think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch and their offensive skill set and systems fit right in with what the Big 12 does. And then the last school, University of Houston, they play Big 12 schools every year. They're very familiar. They're already in Texas. Um, They're geographically located in a place where this just makes sense. Um, And I know you you live in Houston. You've seen the University of Houston play. huh?
1: (laughs) Big 12 better watch out. (laughs) So you think- <laughs> because you do not want to let Houston keep all that talent in Houston, that that that's going to be a problem for it.
0: So your mic is cutting out. I don't I don't know what happened there. um so I didn't get to hear what you were saying there. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, You're good. You're good.
1: Uh, what I was saying is they don't want to let U of H get get rolling. Because if they keep all these this talent, all these kids in Houston, these five-star, four-star recruits that Nick Saban and Jimbo and <laughs> Sarkeesian and all those schools, they come out and get. I mean, you even look in the draft in the last couple of years one year they had like 20 some players from Houston, Texas in the draft. Mm -hmm. And so if, if U of H can keep the talent at home, that that's going to be a problem for the big 12. So they're very intriguing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and, And the, and the interesting part about Houston is Dana Holgerson is the head coach there who was at West Virginia for seven years from 2011 to 2018. Um, very familiar with the big 12 landscape very very familiar with you know the teams that are in it obviously different coaches are there now but um, he he knows he knows the inner workings of the big 12 he's been a part of it um, and I think that will be an advantage for him um, as the head coach at Houston he'll he'll know kind of what he's getting into while some of these other schools are going to have a little bit of an adjustment period Mm -hmm. of how the big 12 uh, works so We talked a little bit about this Um, i just want to hit on these two things really quick texas and oklahoma are rumored to depart as early as 2023 if the buyout goes through if they negotiate that buyout and get out um, they'll join the sec in 2023 Um, but they could stay until 2025 if they have to play out the entire length of the contract Um, now what makes this interesting and this is where we'll go next all four additions that have been announced for the big 12 are reportedly have reportedly already negotiated their buyout and are expected to officially join the Big Twelve July first, twenty twenty three. Um, so they will be a part of the Big Twelve Conference next season, is what that means. Um, so that pumps the Big Twelve to a um, sweet sixteen with, with Texas. <laughs> well, with Texas and Oklahoma, if they stay, you get you have fourteen teams.
1: 14.
0: I had to math that. Uh, that's 12, embarrassing. <laughs> um, they'll have 14 teams if, if okay. Texas and OU are a part of the conference next year. right? So wow. I have this fancy little map, and Texas and Oklahoma are not on it. But I just kind of want to look at this thing, and I want to talk about geographically what this looks like. So as you can see here on this map, we're, like I said, we're missing Texas and Oklahoma. But you have you have BYU way out west here. You got Texas Tech way out west here. And then everybody else kind of is in this straight line for a little bit. And then you got KU, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, which, good for West Virginia, they finally have a team close by, and UCF, right? So, what I wanted to do, Donnell, and I just out of curiosity, what do you think they do if they, you know, with Texas, Texas being right around here? Um, OU being right around OSU as well, right up in there. What do they do? They're gonna the rumor is they're gonna split into two divisions. If they split into two divisions, they'll probably go a west east situ- situation, right? And you think I think of the no brainer West BYU. Texas Tech will be a no brainer for West. But then this is where it gets a little dicey. Tricky. So I assume you go TCU, Texas, Oklahoma, and I, I guess Baylor?
1: <laughs> I don't know if you want Oklahoma and Texas in the same division, though.
0: Well, right, like because then you want them to play in the, in the championship because that's your ideal scenario, right? Right. So let's say we split those guys up. So then your line kind of looks like this you kind of have this weird thing here. So you'll have, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. I guess you can even rope in TCU here. So if it goes, everybody north of TCU goes to the the quote-unquote west division, if, if, if you want. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they split this thing up because geographically it's right really bunched up there in the middle.
1: I think so, you just do a north and west too. I mean north and south.
0: North and west, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. North and south is possible as well. You're right. I mean, but where do you cut? Where do you draw the line? You got one, two, three, four, five, six. Do you have you have one of the Oklahoma schools south, but then you have Texas and OU in the same side of it again?
1: Damn. Yeah. It's just so it's
0: it's, tough. it's tricky, right? Like because you want those schools, you want the big schools, Texas and OU, your money makers, to to play in the Big Twelve Championship, ideally. Um but yeah, I I thought this was interesting to kinda look at. Uh shout outs college football playoff edits over on Twitter for making this little map. I thought this was really cool. Um really nice visual representation of what the Big Twelve is going to look like here in the very near future. Um so we will definitely be talking about that I'm sure um as the season approaches next year um and throughout the year as more news comes out about it. Um so what what does all this mean for the Big Twelve, right? (laughs) We talk about adding schools. We talk about having fourteen teams, two divisions, all this stuff. Let's talk about Texas and Oklahoma. When they officially leave, there has been there's been grumblings that maybe Texas isn't a power or sorry, not Texas. The big twelve is not a power five conference anymore. Um, if you're not familiar. With what a Power Five school is versus a Group of Five school is, Power Five schools are often just the elite football schools. You know those conferences that hold them in the more profitable schools uh, when it comes to football in the nation. There's no official NCAA classification of Power Five versus (laughs) Group of Five, but that's kind of how it's all shaken out, right? Um, I don't think the Big Twelve would lose its Power Five status um, personally. I think Baylor, Oklahoma State, um, you know, they're good enough to to draw in some attention. I think Cincinnati joining a big conference is going to be a big deal. Um, Houston's a huge market. I think they'll be fine. I think it'll still be a Power Five conference. It'll just be a very weak Power Five conference, um, and they'll have to prove it. Every single year, much like they already do,
1: they'll be like the Pac 12, no difference, <laughs>
0: right? Right, yeah. The Pac 12 will just take the step up, and, and, and the Big 12 will take the step down. Um, so then the discussion becomes what if they expand more after 2025, like say Texas OU, state of 2025, they decide to expand. There's a couple teams that have been rumored. Donnell, I know you've heard you, you have a couple of them written down here, so I'll let you introduce those schools. So there's three schools that have been discussed in in the potential expansion part two.
1: Yeah, I mean, first I want to say Memphis. Uh, they have a lot of talent out in Memphis. That that yeah. is a a lovely lovely place to recruit, but uh, mm-hmm. I just don't see them getting in the Big Twelve. It's, it's going to be really tough, uh, but it will be a good addition. So so
0: interesting! Interesting note about Memphis, though. They did just announce this huge stadium renovation, right? Um, And and it looks like it might be in an attempt to get the attention of the Big Twelve. I thought it looks kind of neat. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, And you're right. And when you talk about their recruiting, they're in SEC country.
1: Yeah, and 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 now that you mentioned about the stadium, University of Houston did the exact same thing a couple years ago, and. That's when they started their discussion to get into the Big 12. So, Memphis, you're right. Memphis could be on to something. So, Memphis, <laughs> excuse me for counting you out. <laughs> I hope you guys <laughs> do get in because you deserve it. But uh, I also have Boise State. That's another Mountain West uh, team. They're familiar, they have talent, good coaches. And Why they've not?
0: been to some bowl games.
1: Some famous ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've been to some some New Year's the the big uh, when it was the BCS some big bowl games back then. Um, they have actually they actually beat Oklahoma in one of those. Um, yeah, they're, they're Boise State. I think is a no brainer. Um, I was honestly amazed they didn't they weren't part of this first wave. Honestly, right. I was super shocked by that.
1: Did they not submit a request or anything or well, I
0: don't know if if the big twelve offered a request or not um I'm sure if if you're watching this and you know that uh please be sure and comment below um you know we i am not sure off the top of my head i don't I don't want to d- delay the show by typing it in but um yeah I, I was amazed that Boise State wasn't part of this first wave um and then the last school you have condition. here the last school you have here uh i I'm curious kind of about your thoughts on that.
1: (laughs) SMU. I love me some SMU. Uh, they're right in the heart of Dallas. They are a lot of, a lot of people think TCU is the team of Dallas. No. (laughs) SMU is the team of Dallas. They, they're good. The ponies are good. Yeah. They've played some good ball lately.
0: Yeah. They've played some good ball lately. Um, so the interesting things to me about smu and and what i'll give you one reason i think they couldn't and a couple reasons i think they could so the one reason i think they couldn't is they are a private school um tcu is also a private school so that's you know that obviously i understand that um but they're a private school they're a little bit smaller uh than than a lot of the schools in the big 12 but you're right they're in the heart of dallas um they've played some good ball lately but post-death penalty, SMU has not been the draw that they once were. So it, it would be really interesting to get an SMU fan's perspective on their the potentials of them joining the Big 12.
1: Lift the penalty. Um, <laughs> lift
0: it. Yeah, that death penalty With NIL
1: there. going on today, go ahead and lift it. We Come on.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's quote-unquote lifted, but they've just never right. really got it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the reasons I, I like the prospects, though, like you said, geographically, I think it just makes sense. Um, the other thing, SMU is a pretty good – they're big rivals with TCU, so it brings that to the Big 12, which, you know, when we lose Texas, Oklahoma, um, you're going to want that rivalry, another rivalry. Obviously, TCU and SMU is not Texas, Oklahoma, but it's just another rivalry. Um, and, and I think with the addition of BYU, we'll, we'll get a – not a, an official rivalry, but we will have another – like, you know, two former opponents playing each other. Because TCU – like I, you have here written down as a fun fact, TCU and BYU were Mountain West opponents at one time. So, so they could, you know, they could rekindle that flame a little bit. I think there will be a little bit of uh, – a little bit of spice in that game when that comes yeah. around. Um
1: another team, uh I forgot to put it on there, but I know uh University of Southern Florida was is also mm. a school that's talked about a
0: lot. Huh. That would be interesting. It would it would man, the Big Twelve would be huge. Yeah. While
1: they at it they might as well be... add oh. Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Notre Dame is changing their stance, man. That would be freaking awesome though. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think SMU, Boise State, Memphis, those are realistic. USF, I think, with the destabilization of the American, USF definitely could find themselves looking for a conference. Um, you know, you think about the Big 12. Gary Bohannon, obviously this wouldn't happen fast enough, but Gary Bohannon's at USF now. It'd be really funny if yeah. he couldn't escape Baylor. He had to come back and play. but. <laughs> come back uh and play. Uh, no, I I, th- I think the expansion stuff's really fun. I, I really like the idea of this. It reminds me of when I was younger and I was playing NCAA football on my Xbox 360 and I was adding to my conference and bringing all these teams over to the SEC or, you know, moving Maryland back to the ACC or things like that. I just think it's really fun. You know, we're actually seeing this happen in real time um, with the Big 12. Uh, there's some other stuff that's kind of bounced around this we, we don't need to spend a ton of time on it but uh the commissioner of the big 12 bob bowlsby announced he'd be stepping down um amidst all of this it, he doesn't say cool. this is why he just kind of views it as a natural transition point i mean he's 70 years old he's he wants to retire i get it get out of
1: here get out <laughs> of here. here not bob. a bowlsby fan Nope. get out of here bob <laughs>
0: <laughs> um there are a few names though that have popped up uh as potential replacements. Do you like either of these names?
1: I do. I do like Oliver Luck. Uh, okay. He, another UT guy. I don't know if you know that, but UT guy. He's great. I love him. Uh, let him take over. Get anybody other than Bob. <laughs> you got to get Bob out of here. Bob has made some <laughs> some terrifying rules, changes to the Big 12 that I don't agree with, so... It's time to bring in Oliver Luck and let him clean this up. And it's a new, it's a new era that they're going into that the Big 12 is headed to towards. So you might as well get new leadership as well.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of how Bob Bowldsby viewed it too. He just kind of used this as a natural out um, spot, and I think that's kind of cool of him. Um, I will say the other name on here was Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor. Um, I vote absolutely not to that decision Um, he was there with the Art Bryles thing Uh, I don't know how how uh, highly he values integrity but my guess is he doesn't and I think when you're going to be the commissioner of of a conference like the Big 12 integrity is going to be important Um, the only stain on Oliver Luck's resume to me is that he was the commissioner of the XFL that ended up going defunct obviously part of that due to COVID Um, but I, I think you know he he's been consulting to the Big Twelve. I think that's why he's the natural uh, one of the natural names that pops up in these rumors. It'll be interesting to kind of see what they do, um, but uh, no, I think you know overall the Big Twelve expansion. We're, we're really just getting started with it. I mean, I know there's obviously been a lot of things that have happened, um, but we're getting ready to start seeing this thing take shape. I mean, this is yeah. the last season. Um, as as this version of the Big 12 for sure because we know we'll have four new teams joining next year um, and potentially two teams leaving, two big teams leaving. Um, you know what I just but, thought about, Tyler? What's up?
1: Uh That if I'm the Big 12 commissioner, I'm making UT and OU. I'm not even letting them do a buyout because <laughs> I would rather them play the teams that are coming into the Big 12 Cause that way, if one of them can knock off UT or OU on their way, while OU and UT are trying to leave, that that creates more like energy throughout the Big Twelve. That creates more of like, hey, you know, we actually belong here. Like they can go to the SEC, but look, we just we just beat them. So right. I think I I'd force them to stay if I was the Big Twelve commissioner.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really cool. You know, you know how awesome it would be if if ucf came over and and like you said beat texas or beat oklahoma um yeah i mean that would give the big 12 some juice people would be like okay all right they don't need texas or oklahoma they can do it without them um i don't necessarily believe that right now i think texas (laughs) and ou are huge huge players in the big 12 obviously um but no i think you're right i think that'd be really cool i I would be be a huge fan of that
1: (laughs) Here's the thing: they're offering, they're they're bringing in two quality opponents in Cincinnati and Houston, and I, I I forgot to bring this up earlier in the show, but both of those teams, one of them was thirteen and one, and one was twelve and two last year. So you're bringing in quality teams, and mm-hmm. the recruiting classes for this this season. Just for reference, Cincinnati had number forty two, Houston had number fifty, West Virginia thirty five. Baylor thirty six, Texas Tech forty three, TCU forty four, Kansas State sixty three. All decent teams. So I think these two teams can actually hang with them, and I think they might even get better because they'll be able to recruit better. So you're talking yeah. about having one of those become a power team. Well, one of them, they might have a chance to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean you you inject teams that can fit right into that you know upper upper middle um, right away. Um, so yeah I mean I think that's a that's a great final thought um, to kind of to kind of land this plane on Um, that that's a really good picture Donnell of of what these teams bring and kind of it shows that already they can recruit at the level that these other Big 12 schools are recruiting at um, with a little bit of you know Big 12 recognition behind them versus you know the American Conference things like that Um, this will just make their recruiting classes better like you indicated so Mm -hmm. I, I think you're right I think I think that's a huge deal and um yeah i'm excited dude i like i'm really pumped for this fall but i'm also really really pumped for next fall when things like yeah when it all starts to take shape i think it's going to be a lot of fun um i i can't wait um but if you don't have any other final thoughts i'm going to land this plane
1: i know i'm good
0: to go nothing else all right well let's uh let's enjoy the last fall of the big 12 as we know it and uh start you know next year we'll be looking at a brand new conference pretty much um but again we are the big 12 takeover um i do appreciate you watching appreciate you guys uh, always interacting with us in the comments on twitter um keep it respectful that's all we ask yes. um and we will see you guys next week when we talk a little bit about Texas, and Oklahoma, and what they might look like in the SEC. Um, But until then, we'll see you guys. Take care.
1: Take care.